Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about scary terminology in the world of orthopedics and you know you've all seen this um we we use terminology obviously because we are professionals and we we need to document all this stuff it's got to sound right um you want to sound professional uh, but when it comes to patient care um using terminology can be quite scary so today we're going to talk about different ways terminology can influence your patient in a positive or negative way. We'll also talk about how to discuss an injury or a diagnosis better with your patient. And uh, we might even talk about, you know, how to interpret um, diagnostic imaging and talk about, you know, how Dr. Google can make life very confusing for your patient and make it very difficult for you as a provider um, to relay uh, information uh, without having that overlying uh, influence uh, from the internet. Uh, but before we get started, with all of that, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello all and welcome back. Um, you know we've all done this. We've used really descriptive words uh, that help to relay a message, but we don't realize um, how it can adversely affect your patient. And, you know, I want to start off with a real quick example. Um, you know, your knee joint is bone on bone. We all hear this, and there's been a lot of talk about this lately. Um, we do know that, quote-unquote, bone-on-bone situations can be painful. Um, you know, oh, and because you're bone-on-bone, you need a total knee replacement. Well, patients go into panic mode because they hear the word total knee replacement, and that can be uh, quite scary for them, especially if they've never had surgery before, if they've never had a previous um, knee replacement. Um, that's kind of a classic example. Um, you know, pain can come from other areas. And I'll give you an example of a, of a gentleman that I have right now. He's between uh, 55 and 60 years old who has moderate to severe bilateral knee arthritis comes into me with very significant pain, significant decrease in function, the inability to exercise on a regular basis, and this guy is is fit. Um, he's had two previous ACL injuries over 15 years ago, and um, 
cannot extend his legs very well at his knees and having a bunch of peripatellar pain. Um, and so we worked with him just for a couple of days, just worked on optimizing capsular mobility and increasing his quadricep contractibility, which was better because of the better extension. And all of a sudden, he's walking better. He's able to go up and down stairs better. His function has improved, and his pain level has dropped. Now, we did not change his bone-on-bone -bone situation, okay? So that's where, you know, it's very important to try to explain to your patient what is actually going on there and try to avoid those scary terms. Uh, here's another one, uh, and we've all heard this one. Um, you have a slip disc in your back. Well, you know, discs don't slip, uh, and, and, and a slip disc sounds pretty dramatic, and patients can go into a little bit of a panic mode when they hear that. Uh, here's another one. Yeah, you are, your feet are flat, or they're really, really flat, um, like there's something, you know, terribly abnormal about that. Um, you know, most of the people I see for foot and ankle problems have, quote-unquote, flat feet. Um, but it doesn't mean that everybody who has a flat foot has a problem, and that's very important to um, to relay to people. So it's really easy to be a critic, and it really it's part of our job to be critical when we see patients and when we evaluate them, um, but it's really all in about the way that you present it to the patient that makes a difference, okay? Um, another classic would be Seaver's disease, okay? So a growth plate inflammation in the heel, typically in young uh, female and male athletes, people who are usually really, really active, have this inflammatory, you know, growth plate in the heel, and, and it just really causes a lot of pain. You, you throw out the word Seaver's disease and you watch um, the, the patient's mother and father's uh, mouths drop and their eyes bug out of their head when you say disease. Um, and really, I kind of say it's called Seaver's and this is what it is. It's also diagnosed as a disease, but you don't have to worry about it. It's not a disease like other types of diseases. Um, and so I really kind of soften that terminology up for them so they don't panic. They're more apt to listen to you. Um, another one, Haglund's deformity. Um, or whenever you hear the word syndrome, um, some sort of like thoracic outlet syndrome, like there's something terribly wrong with you when we do know that you can address thoracic outlet syndrome and conservatively manage it in over 90% of the people out there. Um, so, you know, watch out with those with those terms. The other thing that um, I fear, and this happened recently, is that patients get a hold of their x-ray reports or MRI reports, uh, maybe it's a CAT scan report, and they start reading this. And it sounds absolutely terrible, you know, when you read it. The patient has multi-level degenerative joint disease and multi-level um, degenerative disc disease with severe spinal stenosis and um, schmorl's nodes and all kinds of terminology when in actuality, you know, when you're 85 years old, you end up getting a lot of these things. It's kind of a natural process. And does your image match your clinical findings? So I'm very fearful when when people are called at home with uh, the diagnosis or the uh, you know image readings. Um, and then this happened recently at a gentleman who uh, got a hold of his X-rays and uh, went to Doctor Google. And uh, when he uh, Googled all of the information from his X-rays, he came back to me and says. 
Google says that I'm at high risk of developing a frozen shoulder and I'm this and that and all these complications can happen. And I, I said, listen, you have none of the pre-existing conditions for an adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder. You're an active, healthy individual. Just because you have a small break in your arm does not mean you're going to develop a frozen shoulder. So I said, just kind of leave that stuff aside. Let us educate you. And um, usually that will um, be a lot less clouded and a lot more directed. Um, so it's important that people don't go utilizing um, uh, other you know, search engines and the internet too much to get answers um, to the terminology that they see. Um, one of the other things that I do, and, and I know I'm probably going to get myself in trouble for this one, um, and I have the utmost respect for orthopedic surgeons. Um, they, they, they do awesome work, and getting to be an orthopedic surgeon is, is quite a feat. Um, and, but I often notice that if patients are getting a little squirrely about seeing a surgeon, I might use the term orthopedic specialist. And I might say that, you know, I, I think that you need to see an orthopedic specialist and these orthopedic specialists are surgeons and, um, and they don't always do surgery because I have patients, I kid you not, I say, I'd like you to see an orthopedic surgeon and they go into panic mode. They just think that every time they go to a surgeon, they're going to have surgery. When in all actuality, I tell them they're specialists in this field, they can really help direct your treatment and that may require surgery, but oftentimes it does not. And they may redirect you back into some sort of a conservative uh, management. Uh, it may require an injection or, you know, there are many different ways to go down this path. Um, but I, I, might alter that terminology just a little bit to make the patient feel a little more comfortable. When they're a little more comfortable, they're apt to be a little more compliant. Um, so keep that in mind. So the moral really of this podcast is don't scare your patients away from something that needs, you know, th that they need and don't put them into a panic with terminology that they don't understand. Um, teaching and explaining them you know, what they've got going on is very, very important and can really go a long way. Um, you know, so keep all of that stuff in mind when you're working with your patients. Your patient will be much more comfortable. They'll be more apt to listen to you and um, you'll be able to direct your treatment a lot better. Um, so that is that on scary terminology. Please, if you have any other terms that uh, you find kind of funny or scary, um, please send them along. And, uh, you know, we're getting close to the end of the season, and I just really want to take this time um, to uh, tell all of uh, my listeners, you know, happy holidays, and I really hope you have a, a healthy new year. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, the, the numbers have been going up, and, and just that alone and all the comments and questions and things just really encourages me to continue to do what I do, which I really thoroughly enjoy. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you check out our new website at orthoevalpal.com. We have some new information on there for you. And, um, you know, take a sneak peek at some of our new videos on YouTube. Uh, we have some real interesting, um, situations with patients with actual injuries uh, recently so take a peek at that and let me know what you think and uh, send your orthopedic questions to me uh, for the show and I will be more than happy to try to answer them on the show for you and uh, I always keep a lot of the links to a lot of the um, products that I use, maybe links to certain videos, to the website, all of that stuff is all in, in the show notes 
of this show. So make sure you uh, you check those out and you can easily click on those and it'll take you right to where you need to be. And uh, please make sure you rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, you know tell your friends about us and uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, teach, you can continue to learn and uh, continue to be more confident with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. Um, so again, folks, thank you so much and I hope you all have a great day. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.